We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on everybody welcome back to the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl happy labor day hope you are enjoying your long weekend we are getting closer and closer and closer to NFL football, a great weekend of college football, a crazy LSU Florida State game on Sunday night. It'll be Thursday night football before you know it, but a very fun episode lined up for you today, talking Green Bay Packers as always. And what I thought would be fun today would be ranking the Packers' 10 best superpowers as they go into this 2022 season. Now, superpower might be a bit aggressive. We could talk about the Packers' biggest strengths and so on and so forth, but I think sometimes there are certain things that just set apart teams and players and can really make them that much more potent and effective and just have opportunities to win football games because of it. For example, I'll use one that is gone and that's Devontae Adams, right? Devontae Adams on the outside with his releases was an absolute cheat code. What he can do at the line of scrimmage and getting cornerbacks to basically wave at air as they try to get their hands on him is a cheat code. It is a superpower. So whether you want to call these advantages, cheat codes, superpowers, whatever you want to call them, I think Green Bay has 10 of them legitimately. And I wanted to go through them and I wanted to rank them from number 10 to number one. So let's start off at number 10 for the 10 superpowers or advantages that could give Green Bay a path to a Super Bowl this upcoming season. Number 10 is one that we just barely, barely, barely kind of got to see a season ago. And that's having three true cover corners, Eric Stokes, Jair Alexander, Razul Douglas. And I am so hopeful not only the cover corners, but this entire defense. I just want to see this defense at its full capacity. At the playoff game last year against the 49ers, and I know it wasn't ideal conditions. I know it was against Jimmy Garoppolo, but we got to see really, I think, what that defense could look like. Now, even in that game, I know Zadarius Smith isn't on the team anymore, but Zadarius Smith, not himself, Whitney Merciless, not himself, also not on the team, but Jair Alexander only played a handful of snaps in that game. I still didn't feel like we got to see the Death Star working at full capacity. And I'm so hopeful that we will get to see that as we go into this season. Hopefully it can stay that way throughout the course of the year. But we only got, I want to say like eight snaps last year with Stokes, 
Douglas and Jair Alexander on the field at the same time. And that just has the ability to be so game-changing for the defense. Let's not forget, as Green Bay kicked off the season last year, they were looking at Jair Alexander and Kevin King on the outside with Chandon Sullivan in the slot. That's the defense that they went into business with against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC Championship two years ago. And Tom Brady targeted Kevin King and Chandon Sullivan over and over and over. If you have a weak spot at corner, the best quarterbacks and the best teams in the league will find it. And if you don't, if you have three legitimate corners who can cover zone man, etc., and consistently take down opposing wide receivers, and they're gonna wide receivers are always gonna get theirs, right? There's gonna be plays. It's not like all of a sudden the opposing offense is gonna go 0 for 32 passing, right? There's going to be completions. But if you make that hard down the field, that just gives your pass rush more time. It makes the quarterback completely flustered and frustrated. It makes you take a lot of check downs, and then that can play into some other Green Bay strengths that we'll get to in just a moment. But I love these three corners. I do still think Eric Stokes has some growth to go through. I think he's going to be a phenomenal corner in the league. I think we saw what he's capable of a season ago. I think he will continue to get better, uh, but I still am very bullish on what he will ultimately become. I think Razul Douglas is just one of those absolute steals. And then Jair Alexander may be the best cover corner in the entire league. I think that trio is going to be one of the Packers' true superpowers this upcoming season. Number nine is Matt LaFleur and specifically his scheme, his mismatches, and maybe most importantly, his ability to scheme players open. I've talked about this before. I truly believe that if you are a coach, offensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, defensive coordinator, and you're responsible for game planning against an opposing team, I need to see from you three to five times where it is clear to me that you just outsmarted the other team, that you found something on tape, a weakness, a mismatch, etc., that you can take advantage of and you take advantage of it. And for me, I see that far more often than not with Matt LaFleur, that he is able to find a handful of plays per game, whether it's a running play, passing play, play action, etc., where he just knows how to take advantage of an opposing defensive coordinator and an opposing defense and figure out a mismatch that's advantageous for his side. And if you can get that a handful of times a game and put your offense in advantageous positions, you are more than doing your job. And I have seen that through the last three seasons with Matt LaFleur. Now, is it every game and you're seeing these huge wide open players game in and game out? Not always, not all the time. That's tough to do. But I think on the whole, especially going back to how you know Mike McCarthy's offense was specifically at the end of his tenure and then going to Matt LaFleur's and seeing him scheme open players and get players in bunches and free releases like it's just a night and day difference and I really do believe that that is a very special trait and it's one that Green Bay uses to their advantage and it's really one of the reasons not the main reason Aaron Rodgers is the main reason but one of the reasons why Aaron Rodgers is back playing at an MVP level these past couple seasons. Number eight is Rashawn Gary, and more specifically, his bull rush, or even better, his ability to convert speed to power. That is a special, devastating move for opposing offensive tackles. Now, Rashawn Gary still needs to work on ironing out his overall move set. You know, he doesn't have a ton of moves at his disposal. It's not like he's pulling out a spin move. You know, when he tries to go speed around the edge, he really struggles to bend around the corner from time to time. But when he gets going, 
and you are an offensive tackle and you don't get your feet anchored underneath you, man, he will bull rush you into oblivion and it is a special move. And sometimes I think that those speed rushes off the edge, I think he even knows at times like, all right, I'm not going to really bend around the edge here and get to the quarterback that way, but I'm setting up speed rush, speed rush, speed rush. And just when you think I'm going speed rush again, yeah, you're going to set and go back for that speed rush. And I'm just going to pile drive you back into the quarterback and you have no chance. And it is a, it is a work of art to see what he can do against opposing 300 pound off 300 pound plus offensive linemen and just basically bull rushing them right into the quarterback's lap and getting to the quarterback, causing chaos, causing turnovers, forcing fumbles, getting sacks. He is a special player, but that ability to convert speed to power and push a court or push an offensive tackle back into the pocket is a really, truly special trait. And it helps him in all facets of the game when he's setting an edge, the ability to use heavy hands and use a long arm to stay disengaged and then to actually disengage from the offensive tackle and go make the play, but specifically setting the hard edge. And then again, bull rushing the quarterback back. Like both of those are very special things and his ability to use power at the point of attack to just keep offensive tackles completely completely, literally off balance is to me, uh, one of the Packers true superpowers. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Number seven is one that I can't say a thousand percent for sure is yet. I am projecting this to be one of their superpowers, and that is the true unadulterated speed at inside linebacker with both Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker. We saw a couple years ago against Tampa Bay 
both in the regular season and in the NFC Championship game, what two linebackers like Devin White and Levante David can do for a defense. Flying around the field, making those, you know, uh, those holes in the zone in the middle of the field seem that much smaller. Seeing those stretch zone plays and those toss plays to the outside have almost no chance because the linebacker is beating your running back to the spot. Seeing linebackers fill a gap and fill a hole faster than it can even develop and open up in the first place. That is a special trait. And at the time, it was frustrating when the Packers were playing Levante David and Devin White saying like, man, it would be nice just to have, you know, uh, three quarters of one of those type of players. And in comes Devondre Campbell. They find him as an absolute steal, basically on the scrap heap at the end of the free agent market. And he becomes a first team all pro, flying everywhere, becoming one of the best tackling linebackers in all of football, being able to get sideline to sideline using his height and speed in coverage, just a real true gem of a find. And then they bring in Quay Walker as a first round pick, and he looks like a clone of Devondre Campbell. I've mentioned this before. I will double down on it again now. There is going to be a learning curve for Quay Walker. There are going to be mistakes. There are going to be blown coverages. There are going to be missed tackles, but there are also going to be flashes of holy crap because he is fast. He hits hard. He is intimidating. He has good instincts and you will see those flashes. And I think those will outweigh some of the mistakes. And I think those mistakes will start to go away as the season progresses. Not unlike Eric Stokes, who we saw a season ago, progress as the regular season went along. So I do believe Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, the speed, the unadulterated speed in the middle of that defense will be one of the Packers' true superpowers this upcoming season. Number six is the overall organization's scouting, development, and philosophy along the offensive line. So this goes as far as, you know, first of all, the scouts, Finding guys like Zach Tom in the fifth round, David Bakhtiari in the fourth round, uh, you know, being able to, uh, you know, pick up an Elton Jenkins in the second round, Josh Myers in the second round, Jake Hansen in the sixth round, Royce Newman in the fourth round, Yash Nyman as an undrafted free agent, Caleb Jones as an undrafted free agent, Rashid Walker in the seventh round, Sean Ryan in the third round. And I know some of those guys still very unproven, but you can go back, go back to TJ Lang, go back to Josh Sitton, go back to uh, Mark Tauscher, go back, like you can go back as far as you want. Green Bay's ability for years now to not only scout and find offensive linemen, but then to develop those offensive linemen. And I think even taking that a step further with Matt LaFleur uh, recently of and this, you know, Adam Stenovich, Luke Buckus of, hey, we don't care if you were a left guard, left tackle, right tackle, center, right guard, doesn't matter. You are going to play along the offensive line and we're going to play our best five offensive linemen. We've heard Matt LaFleur say it over and over and over but I think it all goes hand in hand. It's one thing to say that, but if you're not if you're not finding the talent and then you're not developing the talent, the philosophy is nothing. If you find the talent, develop the talent and have the wrong philosophy, that's nothing. Like you it all has to work together. And I think it's truly, you know, in in English, you know, in soccer, Premier League and Bundesliga and all those, like they have like you know, developmental, you know, prospects that like goalies, like some teams will be amazing at developing goalies. And then, you know, when they get a great one, they'll sell it off and use that money to buy forwards and midfielders, etc. And then they'll get another goalie that they've developed and they'll sell them off. The Brewers right now, awesome, awesome, awesome at developing starting pitchers. Some of them may be struggling a bit more right now uh, than others, but they've been really fantastic at developing some very high-end pitchers in their staff. And eventually, if they can continue to do that, they'll be able to sell some of those and be able to, you know, and 
in this case, trade, uh, but trade some of those, bring in more power and hopefully bring in more offense and then keep the door revolving. That's just why they traded Josh Hader. It hasn't worked for either team. That's neither here nor there, but uh, that's, you know, that's in other sports, what teams try to do with the Packers. They have like a system in place for developing, finding, and having a philosophy to get the most out of their offensive linemen. And I think it is one of the true, um, real developmental properties in all of the NFL for a team that develops any position. I think it's it's the best. I don't think there's any other team that develops any other position as good as the Packers find and develop offensive linemen. And that is a huge skill. And again, one of the, the Packers true superpowers for decades now, honestly. So uh, I have to go with that one as well. Number five is Gutekunst and the pro scouting staff, because we have now seen, especially really since Gutekunst has got here, but the ability to find players, even in season or towards the end of free agency, whether it's Devondre Campbell, clearly Razul Douglas, um, whether it's an undrafted guy like Yash Nyman, whether it's you know Tremont Williams, whether it's Jared Valdir, Tremont Williams at like the end of the season where you find him on a practice squad, Jared Valdir, and finding him, um, you know Rick Wagner, like all these different guys that they've been able to find that have helped this Packers team really. Um, you know, maintain success and be successful. And Razul Douglas is just the, the really great shining example of that recently. But I, I would be shocked almost if at some point this season, Brian Gutekunst doesn't find a player, whether it's via another team's practice squad, a la Alan Lazard, um, or, you know, whether it's a, a random free agent signing, a practice squad also, Razul Douglas, whether it's a free agent signing, whether it's a random veteran that gets cut from some team that the Packers decide to take a flyer on or a mid-season trade, I would be shocked almost at some point if Brian Gutekunst doesn't, and his scouting staff, his pro scouting staff, doesn't somehow unearth some random gem that ends up playing, you know, to eight to 10 games and helping the Packers win football games this season. It has been a real true superpower of Brian Gutekunst and this front office so far. So to the point where I almost expect it moving forward, will it happen? We'll have to wait and see. But I, if I were a betting man right now, yeah, I'll bet they find somebody and they end up playing pretty darn good at some point this season. So that is number five for me. Number four is Elton Jenkins versatility. Like just a special, special player that can play, you know, Pro Bowl caliber football at left tackle, at left guard, at center, at right guard, and at right tackle. There are offensive linemen who can play the whole left side. There are offensive linemen who can play the whole right side. There are offensive linemen who can play either tackle position. There are offensive linemen who can play either guard position. There are some interior offensive linemen. There are some, again, just, you know, who just play exterior offensive tackle. There are, you know, different offensive linemen who can do some different things, but the true ability to not only play all five positions, but play all five of them well is just beyond ridiculous. And when you want a philosophy of, hey, we want our five best guys out there, well, guess what? It is a heck of a lot easier if you have a guy that you can play who plays very well at any of the five positions. So, you know, if nobody else of your best five is a right tackle, all right, Elton Jenkins will be a right tackle. If everyone else is great on the right side, but you know, terrible at the left, all right, Elton Jenkins will play left guard. Like, he can just do everything and do it so well that it, there's just nobody like that. It is incredible to watch what he's able to do at all five positions along the offensive line. Number three is the Packers history and culture. And that might sound cute or nostalgic or, all right, Andy, like, guess what? Because Vince Lombardi was the coach, 
you know, however many years ago, uh, too many now, what, 60 years ago, whatever it is, 50, 60 years ago, uh, doesn't mean that they're going to go out and beat a team this weekend. No, you're right. It doesn't. But guess what? There are NFL cultures that are so divisive and so toxic and have no idea what they're doing that they have no chance at overall organization success or going out and winning a Super Bowl. There is a reason that certain teams in this league are losing, you know, double digit games every single year. There's a reason that teams are picking in the top five to eight every single year. There are teams like the Browns and the Jaguars and the Texans and all these different teams that are just bad. And the Browns have had a awful culture. The Bears have lately had an awful culture. We'll see if that turns around with uh, you know the new uh, coach and GM that they have in place right now. But the overall organizational culture can poison a team and rot a team all the way around. The Commanders, that team with Dan Snyder, just rotten to the core. They almost have no chance for success regardless of what players you put on that team. doesn't matter if you go get Bruce Smith and Deion Sanders, Albert Hainsworth, or any other free agent that they want to sign throughout the course of the the years that they've done this. It's It's a rotten culture and it's really hard to win there. Cleveland, another shining example. So that is the first thing is that A, you can lose just everything and have almost no chance just based on your culture. But B, Having a sustained success of winning over decades, you know, really since Brett Favre, you know, circa 1992, Ron Wolf, Mike Holmgren deserved a ton of that credit. Having that year after year after year, and then, you know, some hiccups along the way, but really going from, you know, Mike Holmgren with a couple stops of Ray Rhodes and Mike Sherman in the middle to Mike McCarthy to Matt LaFleur. And, and having, you know, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, there's, there's just a level, there's a bar that's set. And, you know, the, like the minimum bar is a playoff team. And when it wasn't, they had to make, you know, they had to course correct relatively quick with Ray Rhodes, Mike Sherman, Mike McCarthy, when things went south, because the bar is at minimum, you're a playoff team. And that, that matters. The fact that they have that bar there, that that's established, that not going to the playoffs is unacceptable in Green Bay that really matters. And I think the culture that is in Green Bay, the history, the, you know, just all the the vibes and, you know, te- you know, players coming in and realizing, hey, Green Bay is special. This is a special place to play. That all goes into it. And that just makes things as a coach and as a GM uh, easier. I know that there's some disadvantages because it's Green Bay and it's cold and not a ton of players want to play in Green Bay, but all the culture stuff, the winning, the history, that really does help. And I do think that the culture that they have in place that's put in place by Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekinds and Russ Ball and Matt LaFleur and throughout this entire organization is a very good culture. And I do believe that that breeds winning overall. Number two, Aaron Rodgers and his ability to get free plays at the line of scrimmage, whether that's via 12 men on the field, whether that's via hard count and teams have caught on. There weren't many hard count uh, free plays last year. They, he certainly still got some on, uh, you know, too many men on the field, but his ability to get those free plays and then not only get them, not only get the free five yards, but to get the free play and then convert for huge plays on those big plays is really just 
you know, it's astounding to watch. Peyton Manning was obviously so good at it, but I believe Rodgers is the best of all time at getting free plays and capitalizing on them and how he works with his team uh, to make sure that they know exactly what to do when he gets a free play from Josh Myers to the rest of the offensive line. Like it's, it literally is a work of art. It's so fun to watch. And it has just been such a huge part of this Packers DNA and this Packers, you know, explosive offense over the course of Aaron Rodgers career in Green Bay. So that is number two. And then last but not least, number one is just Aaron Rodgers and his ability to play at an MVP level. When you have an MVP quarterback, you basically have the biggest cheat code that there is. And what that is, is the opportunity to at least compete for a Super Bowl almost every single year, simply based on the fact that you have an MVP caliber quarterback. It's not saying you're going to win it. It's not saying you're going to get to it. It's not saying that you're going to you know, win your first playoff game or anything like that, but it's saying that you are competing for one just about every season, just based on the fact that you have an MVP quarterback. Basically, from the time that Favre was playing at an MVP level through about now, I would say what, like 90% of those seasons, you went into it thinking like, all right, I think Green Bay has a chance to win a Super Bowl. That just is what it's been. Has it worked out more often than not? No, it's worked out twice. But you go into basically every season being like, all right, like, is there anyone right now that doesn't think Green Bay at least has a chance to win a Super Bowl? Because I certainly think they have a chance, whether, you know, whether that's, you know, 1% or 10% or anything in between, whatever you want to put it at, that's your own prerogative, but they definitely have a chance uh, because they've got Aaron Rodgers, an MVP quarterback and the other nine superpowers that I just listed here. So having him play at that level gives you a puncher's chance at a Super Bowl every single season. And I think they have at worst a puncher's chance at a Super Bowl this upcoming year as well because of it. So quick recap, three cover corners, Matt LaFleur and his scheme mismatches and scheming players open, Rashawn Gary's speed to power and bull rush ability, speed at the inside linebacker, the overall offensive line scouting development philosophy, etc. Goot and his, you know, his scouting staff, specifically the pro scouting staff as they add players throughout the course of the season. Elton Jenkins' versatility, the overall culture of the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers' ability to get, you know, free plays at the line of scrimmage and his checks at the line of scrimmage. And then, you know, number one, Aaron Rodgers and his MVP level play that gives the Packers an opportunity to win just about every single game uh, that he is in and has a chance at a Super Bowl basically every single year. That is going to do it for me today. I always appreciate you. Hope you enjoy your holiday. I will be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode. If you are on the video, if you're on the audio, it'll be Jacob, Jake, and Ross. But until next time, and as always, go Paco. the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24 7 customer support his venue never misses a beat call quickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done